We are Abby and Caitlin, and we work at Deland Gibson Insurance, an insurance agency in Wellesley, Massachusetts. As 24-year-olds that have a crazy obsession with pop culture, we decided to create a podcast. We started our podcast to take the latest pop culture and relate it to important insurance topics that we work with in the office every single day. We work with our sales team to assess and lower our clients' total cost of risk. And we're chicks! Chubb, uh, an insurance carrier specializing in um, high-end personal insurance as well as commercial insurance. And my role is business development manager, so managing relationships between our um, agents and brokers as well as finding and navigating new uh, policies and clients to add to our book of business, servicing that book of business, um, and uh, everything in between to help make the relationship go smoothly with our brokers. Right, yeah, the, re- the relationship's really important. We're excited to have you here. Um, so last night was another um, big moment in the basic bitch world. <laughs> uh, episode four of The Bachelor premiered, and I honestly was cringing so bad at this episode. This was probably the worst so episode awkward. I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Peter <laughs> sucks. Um, that was basically my conclusion of the entire thing. I... I- Actually, I'm a huge fan of Peter's facial expressions when a girl says something that he's, like, not expecting them to say. <laughs> he's just, like, they're so absurd. His own confused face should just be a meme he can, I think he confuses himself with his facial expressions. Like, if he watches it back, he's, like... What does he do? He's just, like, like last night, um, Victoria was telling him that she used to date Chase Rice, and he had brought her on a date to a private co- Chase Rice concert. And that so was their she, one-on-one. Yeah. So this is my question, and I that you bring this up. The producers know. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is all part of the... This production this really why, set this one up for, like, I don't know what they are trying to do, but This it was is why extra. the production on The Bachelor is the greatest thing to happen. <laughs> it's, like, my dream to work for them. Like, just stirring up that kind of drama. Like, they are absolute, like, savages. Yeah, because they obviously knew. Peter had no idea. So she says this to him, and he's like, Chase? The singer? <laughs> Chase Rice. Like, he's literally like, like, he had no idea. He's like, how did you not say something? He was like, said something about, like, how did you not say something to me, like, while we were out there? And she's like, well, I just knew that you were having such a good time, so I didn't want to ruin the moment. And and then she started bawling her eyes out and stood in the corner. (laughs) It's just, like, so dramatic. It was, yeah, it was a lot. Oh, my God. That's actually funny. And, again, for, I didn't know you guys were bringing this up because I don't watch The Bachelor. But I can imagine. So this happened to me. Uh, last year I was on a fourth date and we went to watch an Eagles game at the Eagles bar and with all my friends the big intro and one of the girls in my group of friends brought a coworker. and as soon as we walked up she had a look of like a ghost on her face oh, she no. had gone on a date with him the week before Stop! Stop. No. <laughs> so, here's my point. And it was one of the worst, <gasps> most embarrassing situations I've ever been in socially. So, to imagine your national TV, it's a celebrity, you're on, like, 
the, everyone else knows around you. Your producers, <laughs> your friends, your confidants, people that you trust are like yeah. putting you in the best position to find love, purposely creating drama. I could only imagine. Oh the producers are like snickering like in the corner. Yep. Like, like a dumb little imagine. like dive oh bar God. with no one else knowing except five people. And then this guy. So I feel for that. What's his name? Peter. Peter, yeah. I, I feel for Peter on a whole other <laughs> level. Oh, my That's God. Pretty, that's pretty intense. It was like, Holy shit. yeah, and then they. You need. You should just like YouTube the video or something, yeah. or Google it because like you should see the face. You're gonna be they, like, oh, that's my life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's my life. They basically it's spent sad. their date like at um some of the some amusement park in Cleveland is where it took place, and then Peter was like, I got another surprise to show you, and then he's like <laughs> skipping hand in hand with her, and then all of a sudden. He was saying that, oh, yeah, we, have, we, they, we set up this, like, private concert, like, with Chase Rice. And, and she goes, Chase Rice. <laughs> Victoria's was like, no, no, wait, really? No. She's, like, whispering to herself, like, freaking out. She's, like, beh- like holding hands, like, behind him, and her face is just, like. <laughs> she, she doesn't know either. She didn't know that that was happening. That's that's rule number one in any part of a date. It's like you don't talk about your exes, let alone like dance to them. I know. So she she felt like she had to tell Peter like what was going on. But I read a People article this morning. Yes. That said um, Chase Rice and Victoria only spent one night together. So like it's weird that like she said they were like dating, dating, but they only like dated for like a night like they went on a date went on like a date or two I would yeah. say yeah. yeah so it's just funny how like production totally blew this one up and like and I heard that production like didn't even tell Chase about it I think yeah. Chase knew he it was something for The Bachelor and I guess he, he knew she was going he on knew the show she was going on the show but he didn't know that this date was like her one on one with him so now he's gorgeous, gorgeous editing. Oh, I love yeah. it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is stunning. But Chase Rice oh is so God. angry. He like was so mad at his like publicist and stuff for like because he was trying to promote his new songs. Oh, I'm through sure. Through the show, and he was like, "Oh, that like so many he's people like, yeah, watch let that me show. Just, Let me just sing this to my ex girlfriend real quick. Like this is cute. Is he big? I don't even know. Like, is he like a big country? I think star? he's he's up and coming. Okay. I think. Well, which makes sense that he. I yeah. think he was a. I think he performed at my college. <laughs> I don't remember. But That's just like, like just one of our like you know like we have like a spring concert like a fall There's concert. There's so many country I'm singers. It's like sure hard to tell. One of them, and I can't even remember. Yeah, so they I'll just have to set, set up everybody. Oh yeah. Oh And yeah. then they the showed. They should Rice start and, watching this show. No, yeah, should, like, you can honestly pick up right now because <laughs> there's only there's the 14 girls left. Yeah, he beat so last 15, rose ceremony 15. didn't give a girl a rose, and then all of a sudden she comes back, and then he gives her the rose after like the girls just spent all their time on this like group date with him, yeah. and none of them got the rose. Just this psycho girl. And then they back. all that like the end of the episode was literally all the girls just like screaming at Peter about how mad they are that they he brought it back. Peter apart. I I just cringe so much because, I mean like if we all level it out right here like. I don't know who is in relationships, but like I'm in the dating world, and I would cringe so badly if I acted some of the ways I've seen these girls act after you oh, go on one horrible. date with somebody. I, I just think it's like you're like I love him so much. I'm like you haven't I mean, even like, spent you time with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my mind. Could you? I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I would be mortified and humiliated to. And I get, maybe I'm just dead inside, but no, no, I 100% agree. There's this one girl that keeps crying. I'm like, you don't know this. You don't know anything about him. You know nothing. You, you know he's a pilot. That's it. From his Instagram handle. That's it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's insane. It's bad. Their Instagram followers are probably gonna blow up, and then they're gonna get famous and make more money. But well, like, some of them are already of... verified from the show. I know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But you know what's so sad? They're 22 and they haven't found the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like to read some stuff. 
<laughs> try a little harder. You're good. Yeah. You're good. And they're all like, you like it's just the spread of what they do is so funny. Like one's a nurse, one was like a model, one is like not doing anything, just like one's being an attorney, a diva, one's <laughs> an influencer. Yeah. Like it's just weren't there like a couple flight attendants, and they were so pumped, like yeah, yeah. stand out. And then they got sent There's like five of them. Four of them. Yeah, and then they all get. I don't think there's one flight attendant left. Yeah, no. I think they all got sent home. I don't yeah. want to talk about work, like outside of work. Like, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's actually really It funny. was so funny because one girl's like, oh, I'm a flight attendant. He goes, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. like oh. he wasn't really about it at all. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> He's entertaining. I think he keeps it entertaining, but I also think production is like telling I think him Peter to do sucks. a lot. I am yeah. anti-Peter right now. Honestly, after watching last night's episode, if I was Bringing one of those her girls, back I would really just be annoying. like, I'm done. I'm out. Like... I'm thrown in the towel, like, we're we're done. Yeah, or stick it out I for those Instagram followers. He, it's um, <laughs> I know, literally, but, like, he's just so caught up in the drama that doesn't matter. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll just start that sentence over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's caught up in the drama that doesn't matter. Yeah. Therefore, he is not spending any time with these other girls. So that's kind of why they ripped him apart last night and there was no rose ceremony. Yeah, which I, like, texted Abby. I was like, there was no rose ceremony. Like, who's going home? Is he going to send that girl back home? Because, like, gonna, I think he's on the move to do that. I read the spoiler for for it, so I know, but I'm not going to say anything. But um, I don't want to know. I would be so mad if I was a dedicated follower and watched for an hour and didn't get to see like two hours. the best two, two hours every oh my god <laughs> oh it's exhausting oh, it's so this exhausting. is this is a sport watching the bachelor is a sport at this point you have it's to dedication. dedicate two hours of your time to it bravo is 30 to 60 minutes i'm good this is why bravo is the best it's the best yeah um did you, you heard about like tamra and vicky I did. Leaving OC. I did. So I, when I first saw that, I was like, I thought they had left on their own because, like, Vicky was kind of off last season. But now, did you see that Tamara had, like, unfollowed everyone, including Andy Cohen no. and all the girls, Shannon? No. Yeah. Didn't she just have a live Instagram with Andy Cohen? Like, yes, and then that came up. Okay. So I don't really know what's going on. But I think that Tamara was, like, fired. Interesting. That's my theory. I follow... Two Bravo celebrity fan accounts. Yes. On Instagram. Me too. Uh, shout best. out to two judgy girls and <laughs> Danny Pellegrino. I think they are mindlessly wonderful and entertaining, and I think that's what social media should be about. Um, one of the many reasons that it should be about. And uh, so they um, hate. Tamara and Vicky and I don't watch the OC anymore Mm -hmm. Um, but basically it was like a long time coming is what I understand from the definitely I totally agree yeah they like needed fresh people and they just were I think when it gets to the point where you run out of storylines because I think we all have to remember maybe I just watch these shows and I have like a kind of what we're talking about with The Bachelor where we're thinking about the producers and I'm like wait this was set up and you're talking about this in like a lit room with microphone like if you take it one way or the other, whether it's for entertainment value, I think we also mm-hmm. have that little voice in the back of our head for storylines, for example. Like I think that they just started to run out of storylines and then just fell back into being mean girls, if that makes sense, and just kind of looking for drama and drama leads to camera time and camera time means to, you know, other opportunities and growing bigger and bigger. But yeah, I think they just ran out of I think Tamara was just like making stuff up just yeah. to seem more interesting and just to seem more appealing to the audience and them letting her be on the show. Mm-hmm. So, and I just don't think viewers were really buying it. Yeah, and if you're on a show for 12 years, 
good for you. Like, you go through a lot of life changes, mm-hmm. divorce. Like she was on, she was divorced, and then like yeah, children she and showed things. basically most of her yeah. whole life, base or you know, once she got married and had kids, and then yeah. sometimes yeah. it's just you know runs out, and like you're still interesting. But I think uh, it was it was of time. that time where they were sniffing out that she might be you know, left behind. So I hope that they bring on new people because they don't have a lack of people to choose from, that's for sure. I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, in OC of Let's all places. Housewives too. of Boston. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. That should come up. Yes. Oh my goodness. Especially in the high net worth world of yes. insurance. Like, I feel like I can think of so many homes that we've looked at where it's like, who lives, who's the yeah, lady of the house there? there? Giselle on. I know. Giselle's kind of in Boston. Yep. Yeah. Not anymore. Well, let's hope. <laughs> I know. But yeah. So well, they did move to Connecticut, but. Yeah. It's a stressful it's time enough. for us New Englanders. Are, um, you, are you both Pats fans? We're huge yeah. Pats fans. We heard you're not a Pats fan. But like, it's we're not in the same division, so it's fine. <laughs> Eagles, Pats, it's our, you know, our biggest competitor. I mean, the rivalry rather, like it's Dallas, you know, we're not yeah, that's after true. you. We're that's out true. for blood. We respect you. We're always the scrappy that's true. underdog. And so. Um, Aww. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what was it all? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so okay, good to know that I won't uh, won't be bashing any pets. No. no, go for it. Go it makes it, it interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want to go? We'll go. No, yeah. Um, well, the Brady Watch 2020 is a thing. Yeah. Because we're covering I think it. The stress in New England right now is skyrocketing because Tom Brady is. On, it's unknown if he will be back in New England. People next are year. like writing in the snow, like stay, stay home. That was like, in the um, public garden, right? Yeah. yeah. Someone like wrote it in the um, yep. lake, r- yeah. the pond. He reposted it and he was like, love you all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't like, What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> we need answers. Yeah. But uh, his uh, the person he looks up to, Joe Montana, gave him some advice uh, the other day that I saw on the I new- think it was I Twitter the and then it, it made the news and everything about. How Joe Montana wishes that he had done his whole career in San Francisco, and he was kind of hinting at Brady of like, you should stay because you've been there for so long. So yeah. we're hoping that uh, yeah, that was his ending. That's influential. Yeah. yeah. So because I feel like so many people have done it, right? So like Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, like he's famous for being on the Bulls. Yeah. And then you know you go to the Wizards, and it's kind of like, what you did not? I mean, this is just one way to look at mm-hmm. it, but it's kind of maybe from an OCD standpoint of what'd you do? Like it was so perfect and yeah. just um, the comeback I feel is very risky and thinking, um, you know, it might be, you know, you're a different organization, different teammates. It's not going to, it's unfamiliar, mm-hmm. you know, he literally would have to like relearn an entire offense and, and leave what he built. Like mm-hmm. I would not want to do that. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. And Josh though. McDaniels is saying he yeah. like loves Josh. So, cause it takes more than a year or two. So if he just wants yeah. to end in, and in a different city, L.A., where, you know, he's from California for a year. I mean, it takes a long time to build up, you know, yeah. a championship team. So if, you, if you're fine, you just want to do it because it's mm-hmm. your, it's in your heart, your parents, the whole thing. Yep. Right. Um, Alan Iverson, same thing. So I'm a big AI fan. And uh, my family's dog, it's a girl. Her name is Iverson. Uh, we're just, <laughs> don't, doesn't care. Um, but uh, same thing. Like, he's known for being on the Sixers. That's his legacy. But he dabbled in other places, didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It's a risky take. I'm trying to think. I should have looked up, you know, maybe other players that have succeeded in that yeah. realm yeah. of going somewhere at the end of their, you know, tenure for one or two years. Yeah. But um, Allen Iverson was one of those cases where from Philly. We don't care. We're like, you're all Philly. You'll always be <laughs> yeah. all Philly. You know, like, that's it. Yeah. So I guess it depends. I'm sure that Boston will be the same where they could 
he could go to LA or Oakland. I heard was another yeah, option. Yeah, Miami, I think was one. Miami, Miami. Yeah, but I feel like Boston would be the same where they're like, no, 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 they, that doesn't count. And yeah. then just keep it <laughs> yeah. the 19 years here. So yeah, that's true because there was a, an athlete from a Boston team that ended up retiring. A Celtic or something like that. I forget who it was, but they had left for a year and then they ended up like being signed for a day so they could retire with that team. Technically, oh, okay. I forget who oh. it was though. Now it's gonna irritate me. That's interesting. Me. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was like maybe it wasn't Celtic. Maybe it was another team. But yeah, I remember I hearing know. about that and I was like, oh, that's like really interesting that they did that because you just wouldn't think. But it's smart. Yeah. But also like. Brady can't leave. <laughs> no, he can't. I, what you, yeah, what I don't think guys, he's going to. Because, like, guess. Jarrett Stidham is so young and, like, didn't even play this year. So, like, you would have to get a quarterback that's. Yeah. that's and he, a, what, he has, like, he, wants, he said he wanted to play until he was 45. And he's, like, so close to that. Yeah. And he, like, literally built Gillette Stadium, basically. Oh Can you imagine, like, <laughs> playing that long? He's so old. Is he, he's, he's so old he's in old. the NFL, right? I think so. Isn't he? Island, uh, like our quarterback is, I think, I think he he's is. 25. Carson Wentz, yeah. he graduated from North Dakota like a couple years ago. So just like seeing that matchup, just like good for Tom Brady. Yeah, 20 years I know. difference, and you're still, yeah. you know, as quick, well, still kicking. Yeah, and well, last he's so last slow, AFC <laughs> championship game against the Chiefs, it was like the young. It was um or no, when we were playing um in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Was it? I don't know. It was like the biggest age difference between head coach and quarterback. Oh, right? okay. Didn't the, don't the Rams have the, the new really young Oh, yeah, I think coach? they do. And then I totally forget his name. I don't remember. But yeah, I think the I think whatever at the end of the day, like what you can't debate back and forth is like the logistics of real estate. So, you know, if his house wasn't on the market, then it, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. Or maybe yeah. we would, but the fact that his house went on the market like that has only stirred everyone yeah. up. That got everyone buzzing about mm-hmm. it. Because they um, they bought it in 2015, right? Um, I think it's from they bought it from. I think it was the built Brooklyn in 2013. Golf bought and country club. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even that old. Bought it. It was custom made mm-hmm. or custom built rather. So I mean, to just up and put that on the market and not even. I don't know. It's just it's only 2020. So I think if that didn't occur, then this discussion wouldn't be as relevant yeah. and in the news as it is now. Yeah, um, and then they moved like they bought that house in Connecticut. So I guess like a question for you is that his house here is technically vacant because mm-hmm. they moved to Connecticut. So like with insurance, like insurance wise, how would the vacant home and their new home be insured? Like does that that must change a lot? Um. Well, you no, you'd be surprised. Really? So okay. So when you think about it. The portfolio of clients that Chubb, at least for mm-hmm. our, my company, we insure are high net worth successful individuals, so they have multiple homes. Mm-hmm. You can't be in every home at once, <clears throat> so it happens every single day. For instance, like today already, there's someone who we currently insure their home in Greenwich, Connecticut, and they're buying a new home uh, condo in New York City, So, which is going to be their primary home, mm-hmm. which kids are out of the house, they're going to keep the Greenwich, Connecticut home, but mm-hmm. him and the wife are going to move into a New York condo. So, honestly, as long as they're not renting out that old home, that's something that we really have to know. Granted, we have to be updated on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but as you could imagine, a rented home, when you have a portfolio of homes, yeah. is a lot more of a high exposure mm-hmm. than just moving to a different home, because that happens all the time. These okay. Some of this wealth that we look at is just... To me, a girl is in a studio apartment in Back Bay. Like, I can't even consume at like what must be going on. They have 
um, like property managers that just to pay the bills for these homes that they don't even see right eight months out of the year that's so crazy. yeah so that's that's something to keep in mind too because it's not even just two homes a lot of them are three four five six homes some of them aren't even in the US so that wouldn't be a big deal if you know if Tom Brady then had a home on Nantucket which the Brady's are not running out their home but I'm just <laughs> going to use them as an example yeah uh, if you have a home on Nantucket and you love to ski in the winter, and you're going to go to your Vermont home, and you want to rent out your Connecticut or Nantucket home for Christmas stroll in December, um, that's usually fine because it's just, you know, hey, we're not here in the winter. We, we have a well-rounded account. We're a good client. Um, we're renting this out for a week out of the 52 weeks of the year. That's fine. Yeah. On the flip side, if you're renting out one of your homes as a, um, like a revenue stream, there's all these different people that are coming to your house. We can't underwrite for that as an insurance company. I don't know if, you know, 10, 20-year-olds are going to be in there partying and being, you know, <laughs> and just someone, you know, accidentally, you know, the liability portion yeah. of uh, renting out your home is catastrophic in the event someone falls and breaks their neck. Oh, someone yeah. jumps into the pool, breaks their neck, um, house burns down, things like that. So as from an insurance company standpoint, that's a harder um, concept to wrap your head around so that's why we steer away from that because the cat exposure mm -hmm. that we are putting ourselves in that situation is so much higher and we can't be there every day being like who's renting give me the profile of who's yeah. renting this so we don't do right. Airbnbs uh, yeah. Um, I was, yeah I was just about to ask like what about if someone has their home up on like the Airbnb app or that's, like Verbo yep same exposure mm -hmm. where you just don't know who's going to be in there and you know, you could be at a loss for millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars from medical costs um, and, you know, loss of wages for life, um, mental anguish, death, God forbid, uh, things like that. So liability is really a big part of it um, because on the property side, let's just say they, you know, next something happens and we have to replace the kitchen. That's small compared to the the larger exposure at hand. So mm -hmm. as far as being vacant, happens all the time. That's what I figured. But yeah, that makes I sense. I was kind of yeah. curious on how it it played a role on, on a policy. Yeah, yeah. long-winded answer, but. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's good, because I feel like, I mean, my family has one home, so like I wouldn't, I wouldn't right. know that, but mm -hmm. I think it's questions that people have that yeah. we, we just don't always talk about, because it's yeah. not so common. It is common, mm -hmm. but. Not right. in the everyday life, I no, would say, for, totally. for us. So not to get super technical, I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day, but for example, we do have other things surrounding, like if a home is vacant, mm -hmm. we would have a surcharge on the policy because there still is an exposure for a home being vacant because you're not around all the time. If your winter home, a pipe bursts, you're not there mm -hmm. to see, mm -hmm. you know, that now the three floors are flooded um, and it's a total loss or things like yeah. that. So we have a way of protecting ourselves um, as well, but we still need to know, and then there's just a, how we handle it is a vacancy uh, surcharge, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, so we saw that Tom Brady's house started out at $39.5 million. That's um, how much it was worth, but it dropped to 33.9. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the difference between like replacement costs and real estate value and how that comes into play with homeowners insurance? Yeah, that's a, that's a big, uh, it's a big topic that we talk about because, for example, this house also happened today. Um, <laughs> someone bought a house for $3.5 million. And what happens is you buy a home, you let your agent know. Uh, the agent notifies the insurance company. We get started on 
getting a risk consultant or what we call an appraiser out there mm -hmm. to essentially appraise the home, the outside. What it would cost if the home burnt to the ground. Um, and that that's a, an extreme example, but there's also um, partial losses associated with an appraisal as well. But so when you think about it, you buy a home that doesn't take into effect um, how much the home is going to be worth down the road of what you bought it for today mm -hmm. as different parts of our um, industry climb like uh, the cost for laborers has increased significantly the cost for lumber different any sort of tools involved in building a home have increased so much um, skilled labor is huge Tom Brady's home was designed by a professional architect um, who was, you know I forget his name uh, it was someone super renowned. So it would be appraised based on that architect. There's a bunch of elements that, that fall into uh -huh. it, but in order to, yeah, so if architect fees, like some of the stuff that you don't think about, which is involved in building back your home. Mm -hmm. So um, those are just a few examples, but yeah, a lot of it is um, if you or your home is custom, like Tom Brady's is, I'm not, I don't think it's as sophisticated as, meaning we see. Um, uh, tapestries brought in from other countries and gotcha, uh, wood yeah. from Bali to make your harbor floors. <laughs> and I'm, it sounds funny, but it's, know, it's, it's real. It happens. Real. It happens. That's how I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah. All your, um, if you have a banister, that's a lot we see in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. All your old homes from the 16, 1700s, your ornate fixtures, your ornate crown moldings, your banisters that were hand carved, things like that aren't built into the fact that if they need to be replaced, that is so specialized that that's just not at the same time your real estate agent. That's not being taken into account. Yeah. That um, So that's why a lot of the times you'll see that if his home, you know, you buy it for a cool 39 or 33 mil. Casual. <laughs> uh, yeah. Loki. Yeah. It's not out of the ordinary for it to potentially be appraised for, some, for a higher amount. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... Everything of value needs to be insured, and what that means to somebody could be totally different. Like if you find a value in your um, your grandfather's baseball card collection, mm -hmm. or you have your grandmother's furs, or your home, things like that. Um, everything needs to be valued properly, and that also takes into account not what you're paying for it today, but as it grows in value, mm -hmm. or what it costs to replace those labor skills and different prices grow in value. So. Um, that's just how we look at it, and it's, I don't know, I'll watch, like, Shaw's of Sunset, and they'll be, but you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, people too. who just yeah. go walk into a jewelry store and just buy a $20,000 yeah. ring, and they'll just, they as just a segment. It. Yeah, and it's, and I'm watching, like, that's really cool. But then also, Christine Riley, Chubb employee, is like, oh, my God. So I hope on their insurance policy <laughs> they have, like, a 24-hour takeout clause, because you can walk out of the store with a $20,000 ring, but, like, insurance on I hope like who are they with um we were so just talking about like this the other day about yeah. how like before we start like some of the things I watch on tv I, I'm like oh my god what's insurance behind that like how yeah. that work but before yeah, we start working like, here like that didn't that even cross never, no, never. the bachelor's going up and we're like how do they insure the bachelor yeah. I was like that girl's <laughs> on the plane yeah. like what does he have like insurance for yeah, her being on there like uh -huh. yeah <laughs> and yeah. a lot of these things that on with like you're saying the bachelor mansion things mm -hmm. like that i'm sure a lot of this is like ens market very specific stuff mm -hmm. um so I, i'd be curious to know who insures it. again like you're saying yeah. before i got into insurance i was like cool mansion and now i'm like who's, <laughs> all, who's insuring this I'm like, what if that girl drowns like <laughs> yeah, they do have That's a true. pool there yeah mm -hmm. they'll have like pool parties yeah so. mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, because, like, they sign up for it. So that's where I, like, kind of get confused sometimes of, like, they're putting themselves in this situation of, like, so, like, how just how does it work all like the time? Like a waiver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they've definitely waived the, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. It's just funny how we're all, it, like, like burnt down, like, off filming Probably. Pretty sure I read some article that there was some fire that happened in the yeah. Bachelor Mansion, but... I wonder, like, how big it actually... I haven't even... I should look up the details on that. Like, how big the mansion is. Like, what's actually inside. Yeah. we only see, like, the living room. what I'm going to do with the rest of my day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, also, it's funny because this is probably a beautiful mansion, and I'm sure they, like, totally stuffed it with Ikea beds. You know what I mean? So it's nothing... And then the empty rooms with, like, lighting so they can stand and have deep conversations. Yeah. But if you ever watch, like, the real world or, you know, these beautiful homes and the there's twin beds everywhere so I'm sure it's nothing <laughs> yeah. like crazy but that's so true I really yeah. like discounted Ikea yeah. yeah I mean it's like I would what like they don't need a luxury bed when they're going on The Bachelor no <laughs> like, or like you need seven house. girls in the same room so yeah. they can like bitch to each other <laughs> They do the scene like from a couple episodes ago where they came in. It was the pillow fight episode where they came in and like woke them all up. It was like just like it's four bunk, bunk beds. beds like lined up. They literally, they literally shoved like six bunk beds <laughs> in like this one room. room. Like there's like no in like a little hallway like in between yeah. them and like that was it. Like the twin bed bunk beds. They still have that the, does not sound ideal. Little, like, like my privacy. Yeah. I don't know any guy would be willing to be like shack up with eight other chicks <laughs> for a month. No, I know. No, like yeah, the whole concept is just screwed. But, but it's amazing yeah. to watch. Oh, it's, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. the trash entertainment! <sighs> it's so I bad know. sometimes. Though I'm like, oh, I can't believe she just said that. Like Cring- the cringe factor. Like is just I think off they, the charts. Either they want the attention because they're on national TV, or they like forget that they're on national TV and like I feel like it's yeah. like one or the other. Yeah, got to be a combination of both. Then they they cast for that too. They're who's going to go off the yeah. rails, who has no filter. Yeah, or, like, who's emotionally unstable, like, who's going to be the villain, like, yeah. let's figure this out, people. Let's bring them back and ruin everybody's life. Yeah. yeah, and then, wait, hold on, let's bring all the psychos and throw them on a beach together after yeah. the show, you Oh, know? my God, what, uh, Bachelor in Paradise. It's yeah. even better, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I know. So just back to Tom Brady, so he purchased his home in Connecticut, so that gives us, you know, where is he going to play from there? Yeah. Um, gives us a, l- a little bit of hope, fingers crossed. But um, in Connecticut, so Christine, can you just address like the different underwriting market markets regarding that? Yeah. So in a broad sense, so anywhere you go has. Let's just keep it. Um, we'll use the extremes. So think about um, the United States. You are prone to different um, cat exposures in each part of the country. We're very mm-hmm. lucky here in New England. From an underwriting standpoint, we don't experience really terrible inclement weather. Yes, we have our snowstorms. Yes, we have our ice dams that come from snowstorms. Um, we have our hurricanes. But you have, you know, your homes in California. We also have seen the wildfire news. You have your homes yeah. um, in Texas where you have the flooding and Louisiana, like the real hurricanes and flooding that is associated mm-hmm. with that because mm-hmm. of how, how, because of their low elevation level. Same thing with Florida really low elevation level in some parts, really prone to hurricanes. Um, And then we have in the Midwest your tornadoes, which are so frequent and so devastating that uh, we're truly, really lucky where we are. Mm -hmm. So different underwriting markets really, um, in the big sense, those are the things I think about. So if if he's buying a home in Connecticut versus buying a home in California, California, is that protected against wildfire? Do you have earthquake coverage? These are the things that are 
um, quite frankly, at this point in the stage of the market and what we've seen in 2018-2019, we need to have wildfire defense. We need to have earthquake coverage. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same over here, you know, if he bought a home on the coast, that's that's where we on the northeast take a little bit more of a conservative measure with coastal properties, Mm -hmm. um, just based upon wind exposure um, and the hurricanes. So... It all depends where you go. Like, so we require if you wanted to buy a vacation home in Florida, and you wanted, or a home, you know, if you wanted to go play down in Texas, you need your flood coverage in certain areas. Um, is that are people buying earthquake in Massachusetts? No. Mm-mm. So those are the things that we think about. So as far as here, if Connecticut, it would probably be, you know, is it near a coastal, which in Connecticut, it's, it's not like Massachusetts where it's totally exposed. Um, yeah, so those are those are really big things um, that we see from the underwriting side, and there are um, requirements associated with those that tend to be um, deal breakers. I don't like using that word because we do like to work with um, our clients, but uh, non-negotiables, I'll say, um, to that extent. So did he end up? I thought he had bought somewhere in Connecticut. So he He's he in they bought in Greenwich, Connecticut, but. I'm glad you brought up California because he sold his custom-built California okay. house to Dr. Dre. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and that's where he, like, grew up and stuff. So we were just going to touch upon the markets. But that's good because we were going to talk about the wildfires that have yeah, been happening in California. Did. He's from California. He did build, was building a house yeah. in California. And I don't um, think they ever actually lived in it. No. I think they built it and then they sold it to him. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, it was like, like the wildfires and, yeah. like, stuff out in California is very different from Massachusetts. And I know that oh, the, that yeah. underwriting type of stuff has changed a lot in the most, mm-hmm. like, the last couple of years of, like, what is what we're acceptable and what isn't. Yeah, it's like, um, it's, it's like the apocalypse. But so once you do get the policy, so for I feel like we saw on the news so many times, like, the brush is coming near to the Kardashians' house. Yeah. Like, they're evacuating. That was an episode of the Keeping right. yeah. Kardashians. So when I saw that episode... I was like, I wonder if they have the services that come with having insurance policy with wildfire protection. So basically what that means, we come up with, they're not with, I don't know who they're with. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what, for example, what Chubb does is you have someone come out. It's a free service when you have a Chubb policy. When we come out and we survey the property, we give you recommendations on brush. So for example, like, do you need to cut back the brush here because that's an accelerant? We spray the home with fire retardant spray. You have access to Chubb. We have dedicated Chubb fire trucks. We have an, um, a relationship there. I think in 2018, we had something like 14 fire trucks that service Chubb homes. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. I didn't know that. So I don't know if you saw... A, an article that people were giving crap to the Kardashians saying that they had their own fire department. Yeah, that was and a it big was a backlash to them. But. It was probably their insurance company. Yeah. And they're like, they got service first, yada, yada. But that's what comes with yeah. purchasing a more expensive, comprehensive insurance policy. Um, that was like a huge article that pe- and stuff that people were blowing up on social media. Yeah, that was. A I big remember episode, seeing a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah, a lot about that. Remember, yeah. like Courtney's home, hers was like coming like up her backyard, mm-hmm. very close, yep. and um, the smell like was mm-hmm. overwhelming the house. So she didn't even like live in her home for like a couple weeks after that. Oh no, you can't. You have to, and that's yeah. another to tie back to why costs for paying claims are going up as well as. Um, other costs to replace certain mm-hmm. things are going up because the type of client now, um, when you have a loss, it's more involved and they're more complex than ever before because we're not just now dealing with the brick and mortar physical portions of the rebuilding your home or par- 
portions of your home, it's now we need to get an indoor air quality test in there because everyone's very, um, uh, it's, you know, we keep the highest priority is air quality for my children. And like it just, everything yeah. mm -hmm. combined is not what it used to be. So to get testing done um, and like all the soot and, and all that type of stuff. So that's an, another good example of um, why claims are becoming more complex and the payouts are being higher from insurance companies. Uh, and that we can get into why. I could talk about that for a long time too, about like why cats are going up, things like yeah. that. So um, yeah, that was a crazy episode, really scary. But my mind went immediately to like, I hope they have all those services. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Of course. Which know. Sure That's like another do. thing since working here, because like that was my first thought on it, is what kind of insurance policy that they need to purchase to like have all of that yeah. Yeah. service that they used. Yeah, because mm -hmm. people kind of just assume that because they're celebrities, yeah, they're, they're just rich, like spoiled yeah. and rich and can pay for everything that they want. But they probably have a take people just great don't family know. office and yeah. a great insurance yeah. policy. So mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So that brings us to we found out a couple. Well, there's another thing about the Bradys that they have a pit bull. Okay. Puppy <laughs> running around. <laughs> I know they're cute. Oh um, and they're obviously high profile and would probably need high umbrella limits. Mm. Um, so how would Chubb handle that with the dog and, and anything? Insurance, yeah. yeah, pet stuff. Um, so pet stuff. So as you can imagine, with a really large account, the driver is not going to be one small little portion. Mm -hmm. So um, granted, that is still something that we look at. But when it comes to umbrella limits, it's not a black and white, here's what we should consider, like our, here's what we recommend for you at this level. Um, it's so many factors. And a, a couple of them actually surprised me when it came to a discussion I had with someone within Chubb. Um, but it is, the, they're high profile. What they do, um, are they likable? If you have a client, and this is totally, this is the part that shocked me. It's like, if you have a client and they're high target because they're also really terrible person like that's coming directly from a litigator of 25 years within Chubb um, who tried these cases where um, it plays a factor um, I said what they do um, where they live do they have young children young drivers young drivers is a big one um, you know the uh, having a pit bull I mean it's feel like this is a touchy subject because no one yeah. wants to put certain breeds into a bucket but mm -hmm. um, it is, and with any dog, each state has their own viewpoint on it. Um, so when it comes to umbrella limits, that's a tough, delicate yeah. dance. You mm -hmm. can't, people ask us that all the time, and it really is taking a look at the bigger scope of things. Mm -hmm. And if they are a target for being sued and brought into a lawsuit, um, you know, there's a lot of emerging risks like the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. which um, is a huge in insurance conversation. Because if you are brought into a lawsuit, you could be, if you don't have the right limits, um, you know, or if you have an umbrella that's 20 million, like a lot of these lawsuits um, all tie back to how claims are being paid out and it just, they're, they're getting larger and larger. Um, so a lot of those emerging risks, and we talked about channels that didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah. Venmo, you know, that's if you're extorted oh, by someone that, you know, slid into your DMs and you know, <laughs> at, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. um, hey, like I'll pay your rent, like send me this money. You know what I mean? I Things see it like on that. Twitter all the time. It's like, like this for a thousand dollars. And the thing that I love Venmo, I use it all the time because it's just love it. so it much easier. Lives easier. But if you send a Venmo to the wrong person, you're that's lost money. Bye. You can't 
request it like you can request it back but they don't have to pay There's they don't have to pay you no i've seen tweets of girls like or a guy will be like hey can you put your number in my phone and the girl will go into his venmo account and like venmo and herself, herself like a hundred oh i'm like God. one how does he not pay attention to what you're doing it's and evil. two it's so yeah. messed up it's also one of the meanest things i've ever seen. i know <laughs> but venmo does have like security settings now so like in order for me to get into my venmo app i have to do like the um thumbprint. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I have to set yep. that up. I don't have that. And then you can also set your Venmo account to, like, private, mm-hmm. so, like, no Mine's one private, can see yeah. anything, so, yeah. There's then another it's... one where, like, if you're Venmoing someone that's not in your address book, you have to put in their last four digits of the phone number. I had to do that last night. I got yeah. my nails done, and I was I was paying, I was tipping the woman, and yeah. I was like, what's your phone number? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's... <laughs> What? Oh, wait, wait, I yeah, I just saw that for the first yeah. time last night. It's it's like come. I don't know if like everyone's account like has that yet, but I think it's like an up. It's probably one of an the latest updates. Feature, probably yeah. to make sure that you're sending yeah. money to the right people because like, like you said, said stop you did, that girl from yeah. sending yourself. A yeah, <laughs> that guy needs a little thumbprint thing yeah. to do. That's what he yeah. needs. I mean, it's a, at the end of the day, there are measures Touch put ID. in place. That was what yeah. I was looking for. Touch ID too. Yes. Like measures put in place to protect ourselves, like meaning mm-hmm. the company. So yeah. as you can imagine with Venmo protecting themselves, with now they probably saw this happen a bunch of times, now with the four digits and the, the thumbprint. Same with Chubb, as emerging risks come about, or any insurance carrier, as emerging risks come about, we're adapting to this and putting things in place to make sure we're still protected too, whether mm-hmm. it's via an endorsement or a requirement or sublimits, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know um, Kim Kardashian with that whole Paris robbery, oh, yeah. for example. Oh, yeah. She's a high-profile celebrity, high target. People know she has a lot of money. They know where she is. So how do you ensure that engagement ring? That's that's something Chubb would have a very difficult time. So it was actually placed with <clears> – <throat> this is in the news, mm-hmm. so it, it's public information. Um, but AIG was suing or subrogating against the security company because they had something in place where that they needed a security – um, proper security measures around her at all times. And I guess that there were metrics that didn't, weren't met. So AIG paid the claim, but then they were protecting themselves based upon metrics they had in place mm-hmm. due to her high profile. So they subrogated against the um, security, security company. company. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, I thought that was interesting too. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. That, well, I mean, that makes sense. With like they always usually have security around them. Mm-hmm. I know. Always like, mm-hmm. even if so, there was like I saw I forget what celebrity it was, but like they were going into some public place. Oh, I think it was at it's at like the Grammys and stuff like that. Like they have like, you think it's a normal person in the crowd, but it's really like their security. Oh, like they're like hidden. They're like under like undercover, undercover and like security. they're in charge for just making sure like one thing doesn't happen. And there's like different people everywhere. So like the crowd is really probably just all of their security guards. I love, like, when, like, windows shattered of, like, alternate realities. Yeah. I'm like, look how much fun these people are having. Yeah, the they're, like, like, they're seat like their fillers. Fate. They're getting paid. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. I could be Sign me up. Yeah. I remember Sign what it was now. It was um, when the celebrities borrow jewelry. There's someone from the um, jewelry oh, yeah. store yep. that will be in the crowd making sure that that piece of jewelry That's doesn't fine. fall off, and get stolen. As soon as they leave, yep. it's, like, taken off. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's, like, one person in charge that has the key to, like, take it off or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's That's what it was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the security is also, like, under. Yeah. I mean, some of them aren't. Even so obvious. You can tell. But 
Huh, they need like it. a six eight guy like yeah. blend <laughs> yeah. into like the background of like five foot five celebrities. <laughs> that I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So I mean, yeah, everything from Tom Brady's house to you know his dog to jewelry. I mean, everything. It's wild to think about what needs protection. Um, and no matter, like I said before, like if it's a value, no matter what it is. I mean, my insurance policy is different than um, a high net worth individual, but um, it all needs some sort of protection around it. And what that is, I mean, it's all about just working with your agent. So. Yes, mm-hmm. DG. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much for coming on today. This was awesome. We got to talk about The Bachelor yeah, and our Tom. favorite human being ever, Tom Brady. <laughs> and I wonder Tom. I know, I wonder when it's going to come out. So well, March, March 18th, I think, is yeah. the official date. Oh, he has to decide by then. Oh so. Something in the teens. Yeah, Stressful. That's when he's Stressful. A, <laughs> or that's when he's officially a free agent. Yeah. Right? And then, but I think he'll have a decision before then. I, there's no way he's going to be in free agency for... I know. No, just winging it yeah, for like that's all It's not spring. the Tom no. Brady way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, fingers and crossed, if he does, yeah. props to him because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to handle that. I feel like. <laughs> I'd be like, um. She's like holding I'm back good. tears. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. This is yeah. so fun. Yeah, we'll have to have yeah. you on again. Please. We touched on a lot of good points and we definitely could touch on a lot more. A lot more, so. yeah. Yeah. And anytime you want to come on. Yeah. So. Thanks, Christine. Yeah, thank you. Remember not to get yourself caught up in risky business.